What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. Today, we are going to cover some of the crazy conspiracy theories that are coming out in the conspiracy corners of the internet about the submarine that just sunk, what, four days ago, five days ago, whatever. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about who some of these passengers were that were on the submarine. And have you guys fucking seen a picture of this shit? It looks, it no shit looks like a death trap. So uh, you get a bunch of fucking billionaires and they're like, sure, sign me up. Uh, we don't have a toilet. We don't have any fucking great lights or LED lights, anything like that. But sure, take my money. A lot of people wrongly assume that billionaires are extremely intelligent people, but most are not. I mean, these fuckers are more likely to, I don't know, try to bribe physics than use their brain to critically think about something like, hey, maybe I shouldn't go down on this fucking contraption that has gone on five previous trips. And with these type of submarines, when basically it's kind of made out of fucking what carbon fiber, every single time the submarine went down, I guarantee you the structure was damaged. And maybe this time around, the structure was damaged to the point where a catastrophic implosion happened. So I don't know. We're going to go over some of the crazy conspiracy theories and uh, we're going to have a couple history lessons somewhere in this episode. So sit back, get ready for this. Let's just start with the name of the company that's responsible for holding these fucking tourist submarine dives. They're called Ocean Gate Expeditions. Any fucking time I hear the word gate, I literally think of Pizzagate or just some other bullshit with the word gate after it. So this one, so this nonsense is OceanGate. The CEO of OceanGate, Stockton Rush, has openly admitted that he cut corners and basically employed people that quote unquote inspired him, not necessarily the best people for the job. I'm assuming by that he wanted yes men. So what he did is hired recent college grads to help him make this fucking death trap. I know one ex-employee actually sued this motherfucker and won. So there's some shady shit going on with Stockton Rush. And a little side note about Stockton Rush. His wife is actually the descendant of a couple killed on the Titanic in 1912. Now, not just any old fucking couple. Stockton's wife, Wendy Rush, is the great-great-granddaughter of Isidore and Ida Strauss. And I'm sure you guys have heard of that fucking shitty 1997 movie called Titanic. Basically, the two people that were featured with this love story were dramatizations of Ida and Isidore Strauss. So they're not just like any old fucking people that died on the Titanic. I mean, they are the fucking couple of the 1997 Hollywood movie version of the Titanic. So I thought that was a funny little coinkydink. Moving on to some of the other passengers, we have Shahazda Daywood and his son Suleiman Daywood. So Shahazda Daywood is 48 and he was a vice chairman of Daywood Hercules, an investment and holding company based in Karachi, Pakistan. Daywood Hercules is part of the Dawood Group, a family business for more than a century. And that's according to his biography at the SETI Institute. Hmm. Now, if you don't know what the SETI Institute is, check this shit out. 
According to the SETI Institute website, they state, The SETI Institute is a nonprofit research organization located in Silicon Valley close to NASA Ames Research Center. Our mission is to lead humanity's quest to understand the origins and prevalence of life and intelligence in the universe and share that knowledge with the world. So we have one guy that was a fucking, I don't know, looking for aliens or some shit like that. Moving on to the next passenger, Paul Henry Nargolet. He was born in France 73 years ago, and he was in the French Navy for 20 years until his retirement, at which time he received the rank of commander. Afterwards, he joined the French Institute for Research and Exploration of the Sea, devoting himself to exploring the Titanic. And a little side note about Nargolet, he actually appeared in that shitty movie from the 90s, Titanic, basically right when the shipwreck is happening. He basically shared the screen with the director of the 1990 film, James Cameron. And this movie was fucking everywhere in the 90s. You couldn't go to the fucking bathroom without hearing some bullshit about Titanic. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't get it. But whatever. Let's move on. Lastly, we have Hamish Harding. He was born in 1964, and he is the president of Action Aviation, a company specializing in the purchase and sale of aircraft. He's also an explorer. He's been able to break several records and has been involved in others, especially expeditions to the South Pole. I have heard people talking about this guy. Hamish had supposedly flown over Antarctica, and there's all kinds of crazy fucking conspiracy theories about Antarctica. So some people are saying like, oh, this guy has knowledge of what is actually lying there in Antarctica. So maybe the governments wanted to take care of him. I don't know. That's just one of the theories being thrown out right now. The mainstream media is now telling us that the U.S. Navy picked up like an explosion type sound days before anybody actually admitted that, hey, we found debris as well. So let's kind of go through what would happen if we were in this fucking little death trap going down to the depths it was going. I'm thinking, you know, this vessel has gone down five times and each time it puts a little wear and tear on the vessel. So the moment the hull was breached, the sudden change in pressure would have propagated through the hull in about 33 milliseconds. The pressure at the depth was roughly 6,000 pounds per square inch, which means that within 33 milliseconds, the weight of two cars pressed inward on every square inch of their body, you guys. The average human has roughly 255 square inches of surface area. So in less than 33 milliseconds, this amount of pressure went on these people. And that is the equivalent of 1.53 million pounds of pressure squeezed into their bodies from all sides. During that 33 millisecond, the liquids and gases in the blood, tissue, and lungs would have also instantly boiled and expanded to equalize pressure in the differential. Lastly, that sudden change would have created an immense heat, thousands of times hotter than fire. Fortunately, signals from the peripheral nerves take about 45 milliseconds to travel to the brain. So it's likely all of these passengers were dematerialized in two-thirds of the time it would have taken for them to feel it. So I think, based upon that, they're not going to be finding any fucking bodies. These bodies kind of just exploded and scattered, and I'm sure there's sharks in the area, so say like a fucking hand or some shit actually survived, which I doubt it did. The scavengers, they're on it. You know, the ocean. During my research, I came across a fucking three-page 
waiver of liability. And there's some interesting things. So I'm just going to read a couple of their bulletin points. I'm not going through all fucking three pages, but check this out. Number two bulletin point states, a portion of the operation will be conducted inside an experimental submersible vessel. The experimental submersible vessel has not been approved or certified by any, <laughs> any regulatory body and may be constructed of materials that have not been widely used in human-occupied submersibles. Like fucking plastic, like carbon fiber, homeboy. Number three was interesting too. When diving below the ocean surface in this vessel, you will become subject to extreme pressure. And any failure of the vessel while I'm on board could cause severe injury or death. I understand that I may decline to participate in any of the dive below the ocean surface or any activity of the operation at any time. There's another bullet point saying, hey, we're in the middle of the fucking ocean. We're not by hospitals, that kind of shit. So, I mean, this uh, looks like Stockton Rush was just kind of covering his ass. So I guess maybe the families of people that get crushed to death and exploded in his little shitty craft don't sue him, his family, or his fucking shitty Ocean Gate Expedition company. And a little side note about Shahzada Daywood before we move on to actual conspiracy theories. He was a World Economic Forum member, and that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm going to start with the conspiracy theory I find most likely. Now, I'm sure you guys have seen this story blasted all over the mainstream media now for about a week. And it's not just in the United States. This shit is like going on 24-hour news cycles all over the world. There are people in fucking Europe. They're like, okay, some fucking dumbasses went down in a sub. Why is our mainstream media basically saying the same script over and over, no matter what network you go to? People are kind of saying, hey, this is a psyop distraction. Not that these fools didn't actually go down in this piece of shit plastic submarine. And a little side note, they had one window and that window was only rated to 1,000 meters and they went down to 4,000 meters. Like what the actual fuck? But anyway, back to the conspiracy theory. So people are saying it's a psyop, a distraction. And are you wondering what they're trying to distract from? Well, let me break it down for you. Hunter Biden was found guilty of tax fraud and illegal gun ownership. John Durham released a report about how Obama and Hillary and the rest of the demon rats made up, quote, Russiagate in a treasonous attempt to overthrow the president. Adam Schiff was formally censured by Congress for his role in the coup against Trump. The House voted on an impeachment resolution against Joe Biden. So basically, the conspiracy is just like, hey, let's distract the public with this fucking sub and some dumbass billionaires. So people aren't paying attention to all the shit that's going down with the U.S. government right now. And I think, hey, it's definitely fucking possible. They love to distract people. All the mainstream media is reading the same script about this fucking fake-ass submarine. And it's been nonstop on the mainstream media now for a week. Like, I don't even fucking watch mainstream media, but I've heard about this dumbass submarine. And when I first heard about it, like, almost a week ago, I was like, oh, <laughs> sucks for those idiots. But other people started talking about it. People at work, I would hear other people just in passing talking about it. 
So this shit is getting out to the NPCs of the world and they're like hyper focused on it. Another story that's kind of breaking this week is that JP Morgan just announced that they quote unquote accidentally erased 47 million emails, including the Epstein and market manipulation documents. And a little bit more about that whole IRS shit with Hunter. IRS criminal investigators prepared an affidavit for search warrant on a storage unit Hunter Biden used to hide his business records. And check this out. When Assistant United States Attorney Leslie Wolf found out about this, she completely objected. Then the U.S. Attorney David Weiss overruled her. She then alerted the Biden's legal team, giving them time to clear out any of these business records that retard Hunter had stored there. Biden has also been accused of delaying the declassification of U.S. intelligence on the origins of COVID as the deadline has passed. So I don't know. There is that. And a little side note, strangeness about Oceangate. About 10 months ago, there's this video on YouTube and it's basically from the company Oceangate. There were millions of views on this video, but no comments and comments were not turned off. So this video is there on YouTube, no fucking comments, but hella people have watched it. I don't know what that could mean either way, but I find it extremely strange. Moving on to the next conspiracy surrounding this fucked up death trap. Some people are saying that the people on board all wanted to fake their own deaths. The reasons given kind of vary. Some people say they wanted to transfer wealth while avoiding taxes. Some people say due to the fact that no pictures have been released of the crash site, the whole faking one's own death is to be believed because there's no proof yet that these people were actually in the submersible and basically just no dead bodies, which they probably will not get because of the whole implosion thing. I mean, every single person on the sub was incredibly rich. They had a <laughs> immense amount of power. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that one though. You just, these four fucking dudes just come together and like, hey, let's fake our death. But who knows? People like to point out that they blame bad weather, even though people who live on the island nearby said there was no bad weather. It took a support ship nine hours after they lost contact with the sub to ring for help. There was no reliable communication system on board. No SOS beacon, just a janky little text message system that could not withstand the depths anyway. So there is no way for these people on the submersible to contact anyone in case of an emergency. There were seven different methods of making sure the sub went back to the surface, but no emergency communication or tethering or tracking system to actually keep track of their location and status, which, yes, I find that really fucking strange. During development, though, Oceangate ignored continuous safety concerns by safety agencies, and it even fired one of its directors that pointed out the glass only port view window was approved for the certain depth, 1,000 to 1,300 meters, basically. So like I said earlier, these motherfuckers went down 4,000 meters. Ocean Gate is getting sued from an employee for whistleblowing. And the people who funded all this shit? Who are these patrons on board that went along with all this? Not to mention the CEO's flippant comments about sub-safety regulations being, quote, a waste. Why worry about safety when, <laughs> why worry about safety when you can collect $250,000 a pop? So I think they're just basically saying, all of this shoddy work, all of these strange things, like, I guess the weather thing, they're making up these excuses to explain how or why these four rich ass motherfuckers actually died. I mean, seriously, the CEO of this fucking company 
said he jerry-rigged some of the parts using pipes and lights he bought from an outdoor home goods store. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Some people think they may have uh, faked their own death because they were facing different types of legal trouble. But uh, as of right now, I've not seen any proof that any of these passengers had any type of legal troubles. Moving on to the next conspiracy theory. This theory states that the passengers on this vessel, all in some way or another, had information that either governments or other powerful fucking so-called elites wanted silenced. Apparently, Hamish Harding, who was one of the passengers aboard the Titan, was a career pilot and chairman of Action Aviation, and it put him in direct contact with members of Epstein's guest list. Another interesting fact about Hamish... Under his direction, Logica negotiated the largest software contract in the Indian banking sector, the prestigious National Payment System of India project for the Reserve Bank of India and 205 participating banks. So anytime you have somebody that is playing with these central bankers and uh, you have to kind of wonder, especially with some weird ass shit like this, it just seems like so crazy all of these people thought it would be a good idea to get into this fucking death trap. And then as far as the Daywood guy, he obviously sat on the board at SETI. So people are saying maybe he had some UFO or alien shit the government didn't want anyone to find out about. I don't know. I'm, I kind of find this one far-fetched. But let's go on a little trip through history and I'll tell you about the passengers on the doomed boat, the Titanic. Many people believe that J.P. Morgan built the Titanic specifically to kill off competition and form the Federal Reserve. In 1898, a man named Morgan Robertson penned a book titled, quote, Wreck of the Titan, about a luxury liner deemed unsinkable that was going too fast in the North Atlantic in April and hit an iceberg, killing most everyone on board due to lack of lifeboats. Fourteen years later... This fictional book would play out in exactly like real life, you guys. And the name of this book is Wreck of the Titan. The name of the fucking actual ship is the Titanic. So when that ship went down, some of the wealthiest men in the world were on the ship and they were also opposed to the Federal Reserve and central banks. So fact, J.P. Morgan funded and built the Titanic. Fact, J.P. Morgan was booked on the voyage but canceled at the last second. Fact, Friend of J.P. Morgan, Milton Hersey, also canceled at the last moment. There were no red flares on board to signal to any boats for rescue. Only white flares that signal a party and that everything is okay. Next fact. It was the first ship of its kind with the ability to seal decks electromagnetically, which could also seal people below deck. The captain, Edward Smith, was one of the most decorated captains of his time and would have been totally out of character by avoiding the precautions. This is kind of fucking strange. The author of the book, Wreck of the Titan, was poisoned and killed a couple years after the Titanic sank. The Federal Reserve was formed the next year. The Astor family was one of the richest families in the world, and John Astor III opposed the Federal Reserve. John Jacob Astor IV, the richest man in the world at the time and a friend of Nikola Tessa and an outspoken opponent of the creation of the Federal Reserve, Astor gained his wealth in part as a real estate builder, investor, and inventor. 
other prominent Federal Reserve detractors, such as Benjamin Guggenheim and Isa Strauss, also died on board. So if you actually like look into the history of the Titanic and you go down some rabbit holes, there are some very strange occurrences and maybe just little old coinkydings. So I, I don't know, guys. You, you should really remember your history because shit like this, people will forget. I'm sure most people don't know what Jekyll Island is, and uh, <laughs> they probably have no clue that all of these people, all of these rich, powerful people who died in the Titanic were totally against the Federal Reserve. Little side note here, taxation is theft and in the motherfucking Fed. And while we're talking about fucking Titanic conspiracy theories, apparently there is a rule that no photography can be used when people are in these submersibles viewing the Titanic. And many people say that's because you will not see damage from an iceberg. They think it was an explosion that brought the boat down. I'm sure in the following days that more information will be coming out about exactly who the passengers were. And I'm sure more conspiracy theories will be brought up and discussed. I, of course, will be paying attention to all of that so I can bring this information to all you lovely motherfuckers. All right, guys, it's change of subject time. Check this nasty shit out, guys. The nation's first elected transgender state representative has been arrested on child exploitation material charges. I get so fucking sick of seeing headlines like this. I don't know. Can somebody come up with a way to either like lobotomize pedophiles or just fucking get them out of society? Nothing good can come from letting pedophiles around normal fucking people because these people are predators and your normal average fucking person isn't going to be thinking or even like on the lookout for these predators. They hide in plain sight. They act normal, except for this transgender motherfucker. But let me tell you a little bit about this piece of shit. The transgender dude, chick, whatever, her like new name is Representative Stacy Marie Lawton of Derry. And like I said earlier, it was the first openly transgender person elected to the New Hampshire House of Representatives. So apparently Thursday, this fucker was arrested by Nashua police on charges, she allegedly distributed child sexual abuse images. So on Tuesday, June 20th, Nasha police responded to a local facility for a juvenile matter. Officers spoke with individuals who indicated Lawton allegedly distributed sexually explicit images of children. So they got some detectives on the case and they investigated it and they were granted a warrant for Lawton's arrest. Not only was she charged with these distribution of child sex images, she was also charged with three additional counts of distribution of child sex abuse images. So this fucker is being held at the county jail and is actually scheduled to be arraigned at Hillsborough Superior Court South today. So Lawton, who was a former Democratic state rep, resigned her Ward 4 seat in the House in 2022. She fucking actually posted a video and stated, quote, as of today, I'm no longer a state representative, which is very disappointing, but I'm going to come back to it. I will be attending mental health court and getting some counseling and trying to get my life back on track. I'm not perfect. Even in the future, I still won't be perfect, but I will be a better version of myself and better able to handle situations that come my way. 
in two years, the next state election, I will run for state rep again. According to actual reports, the psychopath was arrested for stalking in September 2022 and then again later the same year. So this piece of shit was arrested on a warrant in Hudson on the stalking order charge and was accused by police of communicating with the victim on social media. This fool was also convicted of conspiracy to commit credit card fraud while living in Laconia as a man. And that was in 2008, so hell of years before this fool gets elected. So yeah, New Hampshire, what the fuck are you guys doing up there? You guys thought this would be a good idea? Well, let's fucking elect this mental psychopath uh, that obviously has a criminal record to rep us in the house. Yeah, great idea. Love how that worked out for you. So I don't know, I'm just thinking if this stupid piece of shit has this much child abuse material, you gotta wonder what else this fucker has done that nobody found out about. Probably left a trail of fucking fucked up children. So can we stop electing fucking psychopaths and mentally deviant people to represent us and be our quote unquote leaders, please? Really? Come on guys, please. Now we're going to move on to a study called Toxicology versus Virology, and it was published by an award-winning geopolitical analyst, strategic risk consultant, author, professor, and lecturer F. William Engdahl. Basically, this paper exposes the Rockefeller Institute's role in creating virology. Using polio as an example, it outlines how fictional, quote, viruses are used to advance medical tyranny. So I know on past episodes, I've talked about the Rockefeller. I've talked about how the American Medical Association is fucking bought and sold. So this is just going to give you a little bit clearer of an idea what these horrible fucking people have done. In this published study, Ingdahl reveals that the American Medical Association is totally fucking corrupt, how the Rockefellers control the polio narrative. He reveals the real cause of poliomyelitis and how it relates to the Kabobo 19 and current globalist agendas. Very few people actually understand the origins of virology and its elevation into a leading role in today's medicine practice. So we need to actually look back in time, back to 1907, with an outbreak of a sickness in New York, and it gave the director of the Rockefeller Institute, Simon Flexner, who was a doctor, a golden opportunity to lay claim to the discovery of a, quote, invisible virus caused by what was arbitrarily called poliomyelitis. The word poliomyelitis simply means inflammation of the spinal cord's gray matter. So back in 1907, some 2,500 New Yorkers, who were mostly children, were designated with some form of poliomyelitis, including paralysis and even death. In this paper, Engdahl points out that in the USA during the first half of the 20th century was the fact that every key phase of the business was controlled by people tied to what would become the Rockefeller medical cabal. And the fraud started with claims by the director of the Rockefeller Institute, Simon Flexner, that he and his colleague Paul A. Lewis had, quote, isolated a pathogen invisible to the eye, smaller than even bacteria, which they claim caused a paralyzing sickness in a series of outbreaks in the U.S. In the paper Flexner published in 1909 in the Journal of the American Medical Association, he basically stated he and Lewis had isolated poliomyelitis virus responsible for all of this sickness. Check this shit out. The way they quote-unquote discovered this and named all this, 
They began injecting diseased human spinal cord tissue of a young boy who had died, presumably from this virus, into the brains of monkeys. After a monkey fell ill, a suspension of its diseased spinal cord tissue was injected into the brains of other monkeys who also fell sick. So they took these monkeys that were dying because their psychopath ass were literally injecting shit into their brain and spine. They took all these like death from the monkeys as proof that they had isolated poliomyelitis. These two assholes even admitted that they had utterly failed to discover any bacteria, either in the film preparations or in cultures, that could account for the disease. So because they didn't find any bacteria, they basically put their hypothesis of viral exogenous agency and made it into fact with absolutely no proof. They stated, quote, therefore, the infecting agent of epidemic poliomyelitis belongs to the class of the minute and filterable viruses that have not thus far been demonstrated with certainty under the microscope. So these motherfuckers just took these monkeys dying as proof that the poliomyelitis virus was in fact what was killing and crippling these humans. Now these two Rockefeller twats actually admitted in a follow-up Journal of American Medicine paper titled The Nature of the Virus of the Epidemic of Poliomyelitis. So they literally like make a fucking follow-up study and say, yeah, we just kind of jumped to conclusions, but (laughs) we're from the Rockefellers. So shut the fuck up and do as we say. What they didn't, what they didn't let people know in these studies, this so-called quote unquote virus they were injecting into the monkeys was not pure. It also contained an undetermined amount of contaminants. It included pureed spinal cord, brain, fecal matter. Even flies were ground up and injected into monkeys to induce paralysis. So until Jonas Salk won approval from the U.S. government in April 1955 for a polio vaccine, there was no scientific proof of existence of a virus causing poliomyelitis or infantile paralysis, as it was commonly known. And these are the motherfuckers that are in control of the American Medical Association. They have taken over American medicine, and it was decades ago, you guys. We're actually probably going on more than 100 years. So thinking about this in the past, what went down with this whole polio thing, and applying that to what has just gone down with the Kabobo situation. There's this feared virus. People are dying everywhere. We need a vaccine. You know, it's just fucking same song and dance over and over, just different players, same organizations, but different players. And, you know, different viruses. So I, I don't know. I know the polio vaccine actually caused massive outbreaks of polio in Africa. And I'm sure, I'm sure I've talked about it before, but Bill Gates' evil was behind that one. So yeah, just for the nine millionth fucking time, guys, the American Medical Association has been captured. And a little side note, there's actually a conspiracy theory that states viruses are not real. Maybe we'll get into something (laughs) along those lines a little bit later, but it's an actual conspiracy theory and it has a lot of smart people behind it and backing up the theory. So maybe go down that rabbit hole. All right, guys, that is about it for today. But before I get out of here, just want to let you all know in a couple of weeks, my ass is going on vacay. I'm going with Garrett. We're going to take a motorhome, drive to New Mexico and check out the Carlsbad Caverns. 
This is actually like a national park and it is a collection of over 120 caverns in the southeastern corner of New Mexico. There is this one section called the Big Room and it's 750 feet down into the earth. So that's about 70 stories deep. You can take an elevator, but fuck all that. You miss everything like walking in. Like a, the path is basically like a mile and a quarter. So if you take the elevator, I mean, I get it. Old people or sick people, whatever, take the elevator, go check that shit out. But last time I went, I did the long way where you actually walk in through the entrance and you walk down 750 feet. <laughs> so yeah, I've been there before, but uh, Garrett has not. And I have not shut up about this place since I went there. So we're going to go check it out and then maybe drive back, hit Zion State Park or National Park, whatever. And then the Grand Canyon, making our way back to lovely California after that. Yeah, there may not be an episode for a week or two. I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to deal with that, but just giving you guys a heads up now. But now we're at the point in the episode where I have to say what's up to our top three downloading states. We have the Golden State in first place, California. Michigan is in second and Illinois is in third. That's what's up, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Hit me up at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com or go to Reddit and check out my sub. It's r slash vanishedinthevalley. Send me down some rabbit holes, motherfuckers. I need this. It's like, it's what I do to relax, apparently. So moving on, though, to our international peeps. We've got the usual suspects, the UK, Canada, Australia, and Ireland. That's what's up, you guys. Come say what's up over on my band as fuck Instagram page at Vanished Athena. Say what's up. Let me know what you think about some of this shit. What, what do you guys think is the whole situation behind this submersible suddenly, you know, imploding on the fucking bottom of the ocean floor and mainstream media across the world won't shut the fuck up about it? What are your guys' ideas? Let me fucking know. So, until next week, be aware, and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.